Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. What up, what up, y'all? Back again with another episode on the Earnest Thoughts Podcast. So, I'm going to say this and then, I don't know, <laughs> y'all know me if you've been listening to it. So, only two topics this this episode um, they're both going to be, I mean, it's the Earnest Thoughts podcast, so obviously they're going to be my thoughts about stuff. Uh, but one is personal, that, is, that will be the last, second and last topic, and the other one is somewhat personal to me, but it's more so advice to <clears throat> everyone out there, you know? Um, if you are, again, if you're an avid listener of the podcast, or at least you know me well enough, you know that I am someone that likes to speak up for the working class people, speak for the workers as a working class individual, as someone who has a job, you know, if you think I'm making bank off this podcast, I'm I'm glad you think that highly of me, but nah, this podcast ain't making bank, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's not even making credit union. So with that being said, nah. Um, but yeah, as someone who does, uh, does work outside of, you know, the various things that I do for myself, as far as working goals for myself, um, even prior to, I guess me actually living the life of a creative individual, uh, content creator of some sort, um, I was still someone that was very big in speaking up for, the working class individuals because I, I'm that, you know, and I don't want to, let's just say, you know, God blesses me with millions to the point where I don't have to work a job. You know, I can continue, uh, you know, or at least if not millions, enough money for me to live comfortably because I don't necessarily need millions. It'd be nice now. Don't get me wrong. You know, lame, but like, I don't necessarily need the millions for me to live comfortably honestly. Um, but if I'm blessed enough to even get that, whatever that amount is, I still would want to be somebody who speaks up for and stands up for the working class individuals. Um, because that's just the right thing to do to me. Um, and this is how I feel. Um, and this, this, this topic here, I want to talk about having the best work-life balance and all that entails when it comes to having a work-life balance, even at a stage right now where you may be feeling like you like having a work-life balance is something that is a luxury only afforded to few. Um, I will say that it takes work within itself to have a work-life balance that, you know, to, to, to have one that is comfortable for you, um, but just to have one, period. I think that it takes a lot of work. And 
even if it's not the perfect uh, amount right now, like it, it doesn't have to be an all or nothing type of type of thing. That's something I had to learn along the way is it doesn't have to be an all or nothing type of thing. It could simply just be, um, you know, you, you, uh, you found something that works for you at the moment in time, wherever you are at in life right now, you found something that works for you at this moment in time. And as long as it's, you know, it's not interfering with either side, the work and the life, um, you're cool with it. You're comfortable within the position for, for, for the time being, and then you're doing it right. You know, um, but what I want to warn folks who don't have that or feel like they don't have that, it's usually because you're focusing too much on one more than the other. Now, you never really hear people complain about when they when when discussions of a work life balance going on. You never really hear people saying, I have too much free time on my hands. I need to spend more time working. Because no matter what job you have, no matter what position you have, I if you are not, even if you're not someone that is a supervisor or some, you know, in that situation, even if you are actually, I'm pretty sure there is a lot more stuff you can do at work for you to fill that time. If you ever feel bored, right? If you're in a position to where you have people under you or you're all, or over you um, and you're like, oh, my God, I have so much free time. This work-life balance, there's no balance here because I have too much life and not enough work. You can always find more work at work. Like, let's be real. Somebody's going to call out, you could fill in. Somebody is not going to do the job right, you can do the job. Somebody's going to need some assistance. You can help out. You could just be an extra pair of hands and eyes or whatever. At if if even if all everybody is there, you can still be an extra hands pair, uh, extra pair of hands and eyes and all. What I'm saying is, there's always more work to do at your job. No matter what the job is, there's always going to be more work to do. If there's needs to be cleaning and the janitor is busy cleaning the bathroom, but there's this other area that needs to be clean, you can go pick up a mop yourself and start mopping and wiping down, you know, cleaning that area as well. So don't, uh, that's just, that, like, don't get the, I got too much life to live right now. I need more work. Or you can just get a second job. You know, you can find something else what the point is, is when people talk about the work-life balance, you do not hear people uh, express that they have too much life. It's always they spend their too much time and at, at their job that they don't have enough time to actually live a life. You know? So I say all that just to say that if you are someone who doesn't feel like you have the good enough work-life balance, even if it is at, uh, if you, even if you're at a stage right now where you're like, I'm not like, this is not where I want to be, but I'm working toward, you know, a, a higher goal, right? If you're like me, but you still feel like, but unlike 
unlike me, you feel like your work-life balance is, is non-existent, right? There's something you can do about that. Ultimately, that is your decision. If you are deciding to put your all in these in whatever your job is, if you're deciding to put your all into it, that is you making a conscious decision and saying, I have decided that even after my shift is over, I'm going to spend X amount of time, X amount, yeah, X amount of time doing this thing to prepare for the next day. Now, there's nothing wrong with being prepared for the next day of work or the next day of, you know, whatever tasks you got to do, even if it is for your personal being. But you never know what happens. You know, you never know what could happen. You could do a bunch of prep work and then the next day at work, all of that stuff, you just don't three hours after you got off of work to prep for the next morning is null and void because something happened to where it made it so that you wasn't even able to even do the things that you prepped three hours for, you know, that time that could have been spent with family, loved ones could have been spent alone doing something that you, you enjoy doing, but instead you spent three hours and then you went to sleep after work because you got to get up early. But you spent that three hours preparing for something that didn't even happen for the next day. You can't get that time back. Now, granted, what I mean by you can't get that time back, you can't go back in time and say, okay, fine, this thing did not happen today. I'm reversing time back. And now those three hours, I'm going to spend yesterday's three hours that I got off of where I got off at five and I spent from five. And once I got home, I got home at five. Let me put it that way. I got home at five and then from five to 8 PM, I was just prepping for tomorrow morning. And at when, once, once I was done prepping, I went straight to sleep. So I couldn't even spend the time with the loved ones or whatever the case is. And I got to get up early. So when I get up, everybody else is asleep. So there's no time being spent. And at, at that moment, you know, stuff like that, like it's, 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 it's a lot of, just, just, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Like I said, now, as I stated moments ago, yes, having a work life balance still entails you to have work to do some work as well. Um, because if you are someone who finds yourself being too much in the life aspect, and it's not necessarily a, a balance of the both, it could be you're neglecting the work that needs to be done in order for you to, you know, play video games or, you know, go out and, and shop till you drop, right? And or do whatever, right? Be lazy, watch TV all day, right? But yet there are still other obligations that you have, you know, even if it does pertain to your job. You know, does or doesn't, it's still there are still obligations that need to be done. Um, so this is not me saying things like, oh, you know, make sure that if you're working too much, stop working so much. What I'm saying is there's a lot of people, a lot of loved ones, really, that I know of who I feel like they'd be a lot happier if they, y'all know me, I'm big on 
people, I'm being on personal accountability, personal responsibility, and those two things entail self-control or just personal control. I'm big on these things. And I feel like if people actually made decisions that were, if people actually acknowledge the power that they had, they would then know that the decisions that are they're, they're, that they're making, the circumstances that they find themselves in in life, I'm not saying things just happen, don't happen by happenstance or whatever the case, but, you know, they'll find that the, the wherever they are at in life at the moment, it's, it's their decision-making that landed and landed them there, especially when it comes to your job. You know, you chose a job that is very demanding uh, or at least demanding of the time. It may be very demanding to your standards because one can say like, if I were to say, man, this job is not very demanding of my time. Others might say it is. Others might not. Case in point, I can think of one job. I'm not going to say the the job title and everything else of that nature, but I th- I can think of one job that I feel was personally very demanding, you know, of people's uh, time and for the position, um, for the responsibility. Let me just put it that way: that uh, is needed to be done. I didn't think it we uh, the the uh, positions needed to be that you know, long, or, or at least the, 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 uh, not positions, but the, uh, shifts didn't need to be as long as, as, as they were. Right. Um, but others will end up doing two a days as in like back to back shifts, double shifts, right. Others will do seven days a week when the job only ask of people to do at least four to five. Um, you know, to them, it's probably because they're like, they're like, I really need the money. I get that. Maybe it's because they're, they they feel like the job isn't as demanding. Or maybe you just got people who just want to avoid family at all costs because, you know, family is family. And you know what I mean by that. <laughs> yeah, I ain't got to go further with that explanation. But the thing is, is do not let the time pass by. That's the real message I want to give off is do not let time pass by if you are somebody who finds yourself feeling like you don't have the perfect work-life balance um, or the best work-life balance and you have goals you have specific goals and wants and dreams and you have a certain vision let me put it that way a certain vision for the life that you want I think that's a beautiful thing. You're going to have to work to make that happen, but it's a beautiful thing that you even had that in the first place. But focusing too much at, uh, uh, on your job, yeah, get that money. Get that money for sure. But focusing too much on the job, on your job, you're building somebody else's dreams. You're making or you're maintaining, let me put it that way, somebody else's dreams. No matter what the job is, someone had an idea and said, this is my idea and I'm going to create an organization like that. Or someone simply just said, I want to be a CEO of a business. They they probably didn't even uh, 
create the business themselves, but they wanted to be the CEO. They want to be the owner or whatever the case is. You constantly working is maintaining their dream, that their dream, that they're able to live the lifestyle that they have and they envision for themselves because of you and all the other working individuals for this business. At the same time, if you're not doing anything for your own personal dreams, your own personal life uh, goals, you're just letting the time pass by. I am. You know, that's that's something that you're going to have to sit with if you find yourself in that position, because at the end of the day. Yeah, you can say my boss keeps booking me to do X, Y and Z. You can advocate for yourself. You can say, well, I need the money. Okay, I need the money too. But it really depends on every time someone says I need the money, my response is I need the money too. But the difference between me needing the money and you needing the money is there are just certain things that I'm not willing to do for the money. There are just certain situations I'm not going to I'm not willing to put myself in for the money. There's when there's a will, there's a way, you know, when you have the will to want better for yourself, there's always going to be another way to find better for yourself. Even if you feel like this way is a step down because maybe you're taking a lot, uh, uh, hopefully not a lot less money, but you're taking a less, uh, your paycheck is lighter than what the job uh, pays you, you know, but at least you have more wiggle room literally and physically, but not you, at least you have more wiggle room in your life to determine what's next or to, 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 to have that work life balance, you know? You know, it's not everything is going to be perfect. There's going to be some, 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 I guess, uncertainties and, and imperfections whenever you make a decision, but you just have to be comfortable in knowing that that is the decision that you're making and not making a decision is still making a decision. You're just choosing not to change things, but that's still a choice of yours. So it's really up to you at the end of the day. Don't let the time pass by unless you're comfortable with time passing by. So that's what I have to say about that topic there. We'll get into the second and last topic after these commercial breaks or a commercial break. So uh, stay tuned. So what's up, y'all? So many of y'all already know that I have a lot more interest in politics and life and speaking with a fellow writers and authors and just other people in other fields that I think are amazing. I have a love and interest for music as well. Now, I don't necessarily create music. Well, I do make beats. Y'all should check them out whenever I share them on social media. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, all that. But I'm talking about a dedicated podcast where I speak about music. So if you like my honest discussions about whatever I talk about here, You're going to love the honest discussions I have about music over at the My Two Cents podcast. That is a podcast I do, a weekly podcast. I've been doing it just as long as this podcast that you're listening to right now. The My Two Cents podcast can be found anywhere you're listening to this podcast. Go over, subscribe to My Two Cents podcast. That is the word My 
two cents is spelled numerically dollar sign zero dot zero two podcast right after that you'll be able to find it everywhere you're listening to this podcast once again go over and subscribe to the my two cents podcast new episodes every monday just like this podcast now let's get back to the show all right so last topic here and i want to talk about my love language all right so (laughs) i know this is probably not this was probably a topic i could have or should have saved for valentine's time you know um you know when's that february or so whatever valentine's day is um and it's we're in october so i should be talking about spooky stuff you know scary stuff or whatever the world's already scary enough don't you think i mean the the truths that i that i talk about on this podcast all year long that's not scary to you you know pedophile presidents aren't scary to you you know, these businesses being as corrupt as they are and all this other stuff, that's not scary to you? The wrongs done to a group of individuals that haven't been corrected, even though we were promised these corrections centuries ago, that's not scary to you? And the economic backlash and all that? If that stuff is not scary to you, but me talking about my... my uh Love language is scary to you. Uh, happy Halloween, I guess. Early Halloween. I don't know, but yeah, it, it came up. It came up around this time, so I'm like, why not talk about it this time? Now maybe I'll talk again. Maybe do a, a Valentine's Day themed episode. I don't know. I've never really did a Holloway Holloway holiday themed or a Holloway, or a Halloween, but nah, I, I never did a holiday theme type episode, or at least, to my knowledge, I never did it. Um, so, if that is something that you, as the listener, would like to see, all I need is one listener to hit me up and say, I would like for you to do holiday-themed episodes. Um, and if I feel, if even if no one says anything, and I feel like that'd be a cool concept, because I will give it some serious thoughts, um, then I'll do so. But if not, then I'm going to keep it pushing and keep doing what I do. And whoever listens, listens. Whoever does it, doesn't. Anyways, two minutes in, let's get into what my love language is. So typically, when I do the test, you know, about, you know, your love language and, and finding out all that stuff, I usually generally get the same results. Acts of service, uh I can't remember the order all the time because I think the number two and three spot are always changing. The first one, it tends to be active, acts of service, right? Uh, but the other one tends to, it, it always interchanges acts of service. Uh, I might be using the wrong, I guess, verbiage or whatever, but what, I, what I'm calling it is uh, affirmations or re- reaffirmations, reaffirmations. Um, pretty much reminding, being reminded about, you know, I guess this may, it might sound cocky or somebody, but just, just being reminded of how appreciated I am or how much the other person 
uh, you know, loves me or whatever, just things of that na- nature, right? Just reaffirming their feelings toward me, basically, right? Um, I think that, like I said, that's always been either two or three or whatever. The case is right now in my, in, in my right now at this moment, I feel like that can possibly be a strong number one for me, possibly, you know, um, just having somebody who is, you know, quality time. That's another one. Yeah. And that's the one I really want to talk about in the mixture of reaffirmations, right? Affirmations, reaffirmations, all that stuff. Right. Uh, but that is really the one that I find myself or I found myself um, really wanting to, within the last possible serious relationships, uh, so when I was dating, um, I found myself really wanting to spend quality time with, not the one, I, now the one I just got out of, I know there's one that I just got out of, and it feels like so long ago because, you know, um, of the work I've been doing and just, I guess, just time passing by. Um, but it really, it was only a couple months, like it was 2021 for sure. Uh, and we're still in 2022 for those who are listening to this podcast in the future. I'm speaking in 2022, obviously, <laughs> about a situation that happened in 2021. Uh so even then, like it took me a couple months to, you know, get out and start dating again. And you know, although these relationships or these situations, when we put it that way, didn't necessarily last long, uh, they were just situations to where I found myself, if I were going to be in a serious relationship with them, it was, okay, I want to spend this much time with her. I got to be able to talk to her, this, that, and the third. Now it's not a clingy thing. You know, I used to ask someone who used to hate clinginess. I now, I am looking at all the clingy exes and I'm like, I'm, I'm apologizing to (laughs) y'all. So if you're an ex, you know, of mine and you are super clingy, I'm apologizing for, you know, thinking you were crazy, (laughs) you know? Um, But I can understand why people want to spend time with, you know, their partners, you know, um, I found myself, like I said, I find myself now being the quote clingy partner that wants to, you know, speak to, you know, my lover or potential lover as, as much as I can. Now I'm not going to be insane with it. I've had partners in the past that were insane with it. I'd be at work, I'd be at school, I'd be clearly doing something and they were were blowing up my phone. And it's like, yo, you know this. It's not like they didn't know I wasn't busy at the time. They knew, they just did not care. I was supposed to stop doing what I what I had to do or whatever I was doing at the moment. And even if they even if the ones that understood, okay, he's at work, he's at school, he's doing, you know, He's busy right now, right? He's not near his phone right now or whatever. Whenever I had some me time, and that's still something I, I value, don't get me wrong, but whenever I had me time, it was me time turned into us time, and I didn't necessarily have me time. 
And they made me feel bad for wanting that me time, right? Because they didn't want to, their idea of me time was we time, you know? And that's those experiences, plural, those experiences made me hate clingy people. To be honest with you, like, that's why I would always go in on y'all. But as of recent, like I said, I had to put out that apology to all my exes and just clingy people in general that I, that I bashed because although there are crazy ones, I think there are those who just simply want, who get, who get called clingy. They're not really clingy, but they get called clingy because they simply just want to spend time with somebody who for some reason doesn't want to spend as much time with them, or if they are spending time with them, they only want to do one thing, whether that be sex, whether that be going out and 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 eating and whatever. Like, but if it's to do some something else, anything else other than this one desired thing that this individual wants, or these two desired things that this individual wants, their partner wants, then they're being called clingy, right? It's like, I don't want to do that, and you want to do this, and now you're clingy because you're wasting my time. Instead of them admitting that, uh, I only like having sex with you. <laughs> nah, I only like spending time outside of the house with you, but by the time I'm done being a socialite, I want to go home and don't want to be around you. You're only fun when we're out in public, or you're only fun in the bedroom, right? Other than that, I don't want to spend any other moments with you. That's what's really going on in the minds of these individuals, right? Now that I, again, as someone who was calling everybody clingy for simply just wanting to be around me, those were moments, I had moments like that. Those weren't all the moments. The majority of the moments actually was the individual was actually being clingy. They actually were, again, Act being super unrealistic about the time that we both have. We we both have 24 hours in a day. If I'm spending eight hours of these days working, if I'm spending two of these hours or so in school or so, if I'm spending the rest of this time doing personal work or homework or whatever the case is, yeah, there's not there are going to be days that I'm unable to see you. You know. I'm the type of individual that even if I don't, I don't even have to be in a romantic relationship with somebody. I try my best if the individual isn't, you know, annoying, you know, or if they make it clear that they want to have a conversation or whatever. But I try my best to keep in contact with that individual, you know, even if it's just a phone call for an hour or less even if it's just texting back and forth or whatever, in between whatever I got going on, letting them know like like that, you know, I still am giving you the best attention that I could give you right now for whatever the moment is at the moment, you know, because I, I can't be with you right now because I'm here or because I'm doing this and that and all that stuff, right? I've always tried that, whether that be for friends, whether that be for a girlfriend, whoever, right? I've always tried doing that, you know, and I must 
continue to do that because I don't think that is wrong. But I think that, and again, I just wanted to talk about just a, a notable change that I've seen in myself is, yeah, actually, if I, especially if I actually like the individual, I'm going to want to spend time with them. I'm going to want to speak to them, talk to them, see them, you know? Um, and there are people who I've dealt with and that was cool with them until they ended up getting something that was time consuming on their end. And then it just seemed as though that quality time dwindled tremendously, you know? I understand because now we're both busy doing something instead of one of us being busy doing something or, you know, none of us be, being busy doing, uh, being, do, ah, being busy with something, right? I understand, like, you know, circumstances and I would not be the individual that's going to tell somebody don't work or don't do X, Y, and Z because I want to spend time with you. Absolutely not. Um, but I think that it, also falls down to this aspect of people make time for what they really want to do. And my advice, not only to myself, but just to others out there who might be finding themselves making a, I guess, a transition from uh, to Clingyville or, you know, being a person that is quote unquote clingy. Um, one, if you are someone who's actually like super clingy, and the other individual is not comfortable with that. I don't think I, this is not me saying there's nothing wrong with you. I still think that you are being communication is key. Uh, the other person, I encourage the other person to make it vocal, make it be known that, hey, I don't really like it when you are texting me a hundred times in an hour while I'm at work or you're calling my phone and I constantly have to walk out of this meeting or I constantly have to you know, X, Y, check, I'm checking my phone because I'm thinking it's an emergency and it's really just you because calling because you miss me. You know, that's great and all, but you calling me is not the same as someone calling because my house is on fire or someone calling because I was someone's emergency contact and they really need some help. You know, someone calling to inform me on some, um, unfortunate news of some sort, right? Or maybe some really good news that they can't just wait to tell me, right? Uh, you know, all of that stuff to me is a lot more important than somebody just, I'm just calling because I want to hear your voice and I miss you and stuff. That stuff is cute and all that when it's not a clingy individual who does that, you know? And I'm always going to be someone, I was, I'm joking about being a clingy person because I think clingy people do not, part of their issue or a large part of the issue, let me put it that way, is they are very uncomfortable being alone. And the reason as to why they are so clingy, they want to be up under, literally and figuratively up under their partner so much, is because they're so uncomfortable with being alone. I still love my, my, my alone time. I still enjoy my alone time. 
That's the time I get to play video games. That's the time I get to write. That's the time I get to make beats. That's the time I just get to chill out and watch my uh, shows and, 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 you know, movies and things or go to the movies and stuff. I know a lot of people still feel like it's a, it's weird to go to the movies by yourself. I've been doing it a long time ago. I'm always going to do it. I love going to the movies by myself. I think it's a great experience. I love going to the movies with others as well. I love going to the movie theater, period. That's me. But I have zero problems with going to the movie theater by myself. I have zero problems with being alone. So when I say I'm becoming that clingy person, that's me just acknowledging the fact that if I was to people that are hurt in the past because I called clingy as an insult, I'm acknowledging that you are you, you one I'm acknowledging that my insult was wrong so there's that but I'm also acknowledging that you may have simply just been you you may not have been really clingy I was calling you that because I was an idiot right and I was mean but you may have just really been where I'm at at this moment in time you really just want to spend quality time your love language could simply just be quality time you know um, and I believe that probably was the case for a good portion of the exes I called clingy and crazy. All right. I say a good portion, not all of them. A lot of them were actually clingy and crazy. A lot of them, I can tell, like I said, were just individuals who did not like to be alone. Because these are conversations that I tried to have, keyword try. But these are conversations that I tried to have with them. Why is it that you don't like being alone? You know, why is it that simply these the idea of you simply just not having somebody at your side for an hour, 10 minutes of the day scares the heck out of you? You know? So I say all that just to say my mind changed on the, the whole aspect of it. I do strongly believe that love languages is real and that we should we should respect not not only should we want people to respect our love language, but we should also respect other people's love love languages as well, you know? And yeah, those are my thoughts on the situation. Like I said, I just want to share some personal of what's going on with me for those who are wondering and tired of me talking about politics and other people and shit. Here I am talking about me. So this has been another episode of the Ernest Thoughts Podcast with your host, Ernest, so you love Ernest, same guy. I was going to stop doing that introduction and outro. Anyways, I'm here. And uh, thanks for listening. Check out the links in the description box below, please. That'll help support the podcast, support what I got going on over here as well, the many other links like the YouTube channel, if you are into videos, I am work, speaking of work-life balance, but not, I, I'm getting back in a groove again of uploading videos. I uploaded one the other day. I have to edit and upload the other one and then I'll get into recording. Um, but yeah, there's a brand new video on that channel and there's been, even prior to that, there were videos that I'm sure you didn't watch. So go over there and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, go and check out my blog as well. I published a, a recent piece a couple days ago and I am writing something, um, in the midst of writing something right now, another piece that I will be publishing. I'm going to say this week. Yeah. 
I'm not going to say a day, but I'm going to say this week. So go over to the blog and subscribe there as well. And again, check out the other links. Get your Earnest Thoughts podcast merch, t-shirts, all that. We are in hoodie season. So go over there, get your hoodies, get your hoodies. Um, I I might have to upload uh, or work on some Earnest Thoughts podcast hoodies, but there definitely are hoodies in the store. When you hit the link, it's going to take you to the merch for the Earnest Thoughts podcast, but you can see the other themed clothing that I have up there in general, because not everything in the store is podcasting, you know? Is is not everything is just a walking advertisement for my podcast. There are other clothing uh, items there too, but there are hoodies up there for sure. So even if it's not an Ernest Thoughts podcast hoodie that you get, you will get a hoodie uh, from me, you know, or made by me and from me. So there's that. Um, yeah, that is the episode. Until next time, until next episode, stay black if you are black, stay beautiful. Black Lives Matter, LGBTQIA plus lives matter. Black women matter, black men matter, black trans women matter, black trans men matter, and black children matter. And I'm out. Peace.